is Dr. Cesar Oliver with another episode of the Way to College podcast. And, um, you know, one of the fascinating things about the podcast and this journey is um, the just the number of people that I've been able to connect with in a variety of settings. Um, but this particular setting and this particular guest, um, I think, is is more in line with, uh, I think, the work that I enjoy doing. And it's with helping students particularly helping students as they transition from high school to college and figuring out what they want to do. And so I, I met this guest uh, over the summer at a at an event sponsored um, by CSLAP. And, and we've had we've had Thomas Garcia on um, as part of a panel before. Um, but we've all sort of gathered around this work. We've sort of found ourselves around this work. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let her introduce herself to our audience out there. So, Amy, would you mind introducing yourself? Hello. Okay. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're watching. Uh, uh, my name is Amy Nunez, or as my mom would say, say it right, it's Aime. That was, that's, what, that's my name. Um, Aime Nunez. Uh, I have been working in college counseling for several years now, but in education for about 19 um, so once I found college counseling, that was it. I knew this is it. This is what I want to do. So I've been doing it for a while um, and just kind of growing and learning and, you know, kind of rolling with the punches that missions changes all the time. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amy, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to hear your story. I think I've, I've, you've shared a little bit before, mm-hmm. um, but I'm excited to see, to sort of hear going back and then forward. The question that I ask all of my guests, Amy, is if you had to identify a starting point for your educational journey, what would that starting point be for you? Wow, a starting point. Uh, So a popular question I get, which is uh, reminding me of a lot for my students, because I give them my story. I share my story with my, my kids when they're juniors. They hear my college journey. Um, and so a popular question I get is, did you always know you wanted to be an educator? And I tell them I'm one of the fortunate people who always knew what I wanted. Um, and so I would say, I can tell you as far back as middle school, um, I was one of the little like student uh, student tutors. Um, so in middle school, I was we were, I think, two or three that tutored in the special ed department at our middle school. Um, and so I loved it since then. Um, high school did a lot of volunteer service with the Boys and Girls Club of Wasico and tutored students there as well. And it felt very natural uh, to just fall in line with this track. So I, I, as far back as I can remember, like I knew I would be an educator. Couldn't pinpoint exactly in what role or, you know, how I would be helping kids, but I knew like this is the work I wanted for sure. You know, and and you're right. You're one of the few. I think of all of the folks I've interviewed. This is so. This is probably interview like number one thirty five or something like that. And I think of all of those, you're maybe like number nine. Okay, nine of one thirty that knew. You know that I, this is since you know middle school, yeah. right? Um, so, Amy, I'm gonna. I've now I've got a lot of questions for you. Okay. My first question. Now, my next question though is, um, where did you grow up? What was the community you were growing up in? Sure. Um, so, uh, born, raised in Westlaco. Um, we went to the school system all through uh, in Westlaco as well. Um, and so it it was interesting because I 
my parents live, you know, north along um, International Boulevard in Westaco, which at the time was like quite a ways from our main high school. Um, so I was that kiddo that didn't go to all the things because I lived so far away, right? Like my parents were like, I have to drive you all the way where? Um, so I was, the way I was able to just do things at school was to be involved. So I was an athlete uh, first, like that was my priority. I loved athletics, play basketball, I played volleyball. Um, and so I enjoyed that. So I would say like that was my little crowd. Those were my people, um, were the basketball players. And we were just all good friends. We always hung out. If we weren't playing, we, if we weren't in season, we were playing basketball at someone's house. Um, so what's the go is that was my hometown. Um, I had a goal of teaching in Westaco, which did get to happen. I had a great time. I made the transition out of Westaco to pursue um, college counseling. Um, and so that was the only, like, that was the main reason I left. I, I do love the community uh, of Westaco. I love the people that, the friendships I built, the educator friends I still have who are in the, at the ISD. So um, it's a great place. Honestly, I, I enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed my time. Uh, and the friendships that I built along the way. You, thank you. You, um, you know, you said early on you knew you wanted to go into education. You wanted to be a teacher. So, is it safe to say college was a foregone conclusion for you? Oh my god! So yeah. So I will tell you not only because of what I knew I wanted to do. Um, so all, it also comes. I would say that the big root of why I love education is my parents. Um, I, when I was born, they were very, very, very young <laughs> uh, and they were migrant farm workers. And so they say their honeymoon was spent picking apples. And um, there's pictures of me as an infant surrounded by baskets of apples. You know, that's just, that's what life was. Um, we did it for quite, for a while when I was young. So I do have memories of, you know, going, the traveling um, a little bit of the working, I was really little, but I, I was put to help in some way. So, you know, of when we were picking, they were picking cucumber in Wisconsin. My job was to grab the empty sacks, this little girl, um, the empty sacks and collect them and go, you know, put them back on one of the vehicles so that the workers could grab them as they needed them. And that was my job. They taught me, they taught me how to move a car in neutral. <laughs> I could barely see over the wheel and I had to put the car in neutral, just be able to see enough as it slowly would roll up. And when I saw my, my family was like, you know, and those roll, those rows of cucumber, I would put it in park. And that was also my job. Amy, run the car's way, you know, and I had to like run and put it in neutral and move the car. Um, and so I got to see it and, and live some of the experience and my parents, were very direct with me in that the work was hard. Um, there were long hours, you know, you're away from home every summer. And so they told me there was no choice. Like that was, that was the message. Um, Amy, if this is not, this is not what we want for you. Um, we don't think this is what you want for yourself. You're going to go to college and, and you're going to, you know, and you're going to finish college. That, that was the message. So I, I already knew it. I needed to do it. And then I fell in love with, you know, becoming an educator. So it just, I think it just all just kind of flowed from there. Had anybody in your family made that journey before to college? Sure. Um, 
so I had a couple of cousins who who I would say were were you know they were role models. Um, uh, one specific that you you know and you you went to high school with. Um, he was uh, the first on on my mom's side, and I have I have memories of going to his football games. You know, um, my going to his graduation because I mean that was it was huge. He finished high school. We were, everyone was excited for him. Um, and now like we were watching him go away to college. Wow. Like that was a big deal. you right. Like going away to college, you weren't going to work. You weren't getting married. He was going to go study. Like, like that was big and that was different. Um, so I would say that was something that I did, you know, look at and I knew like, I want that too. Um, in my own family, I am the oldest. And so I also had that you know, from my family where, you know, my parents, like, you're going to go to college. And, and that's, that's what we want to see. Like, if my siblings choke, we would choose to do so that they saw someone do it if that's what they wanted for themselves. So yeah, I, I would say that I, I did have a, a little bit of a role model there. And of course, my, my parents who kind of put their foot down and let me know this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> was there any at any point? Did you feel um, cause like as the oldest, right. You're, you're kind of setting the, I mean, you, you have cousins and, and I, I think like you, like I had cousins that were in college. Um, but at any point I'm an only child, I didn't have anybody else behind me. I wasn't trying to set like a path for folks. You've got younger siblings. Was, was that stressful at all for you? Um, so I'm trying to reflect now on that. Like, what was that stress like if it was stressful? Um, I am the oldest by many, many years, about 10. And then my, and then I have three siblings younger and younger and younger. Uh, so I would think if I felt any stress, honestly, it was finishing. Um, I wanted to finish, right? I was determined I wanted to finish. Um, and I did want to, I wanted to have that. And, and and I think it goes beyond being proud of myself or, you know what I mean? Like it goes beyond that kind of motivation. I wanted it because I wanted it. <laughs> like I want this. And um, it wasn't easy. And, and, and I've shared with you before, um, I was that traditional college going kid the first two years. You know, I went away to college. I did the dorm life, joined the clubs and activities and, and I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, but I had a boyfriend back home and he proposed to me my, after my, you know, around my sophomore year and, and I came back home and that's part of my journey and how things worked out. And so then I became your non-traditional married commuter student at UTPA. Um, so stress. Yeah. I would say if you were that young couple in love (laughs) and we didn't have a whole lot and love doesn't pay the bills and we learned that real fast. Um, and so yeah, I would say halfway through my college journey, it was a whole different level of stress and, you know, just stress that life gives you when you're married and young and you don't have a whole lot, you know. So, yeah, there was stress. <laughs> how did how did mom and dad react to that? So that's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of putting it, right? That's fun. Let's, <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> you know, uh, so... Mom, um, they were happy. 
I will be I, that's I'm not lying. That is the truth. Um, my my parents did do love my my husband very much. We were together for you know while I was still in high school. Um, so they already knew knew him. They know they knew his family. So it was not a surprise that we wanted to get married. It was the timing that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, so I would say my parents were rightfully so uh, worried. They were worried about how we were going to be able to make it. You know, how are you going to eat? <laughs> Where are you going to live? All the questions that now as a parent, I, I totally get. Right. And but in the moment, what, what was my answer? We're in love. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were happy at who I was marrying and they love him very much. They were, of course, worried that, you know, the struggles that they knew we were about to go through. Wow. You, um, so, man, a lot of different places I'd like to go with this. <laughs> um, in retrospect, mm-hmm. would you do anything different? Oh, I've gotten this question too. Uh, my students love to ask me that because I'm, I'm very transparent. I tell them the truth. I tell them my, my journey. And they, they have asked me, like, if you could go back, like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell them it depends that there are times when my husband and I talk and we're like, oh, maybe we could have waited. And things, of course, would have been easier. You know, one of us would have had a career. The other one could have finished school. Um, and at the same time, we, um, so more to the story, um, in, we were married, we are young. You know, I'm I'm still in college. Uh, my husband started working full time, so he had stopped going to classes. He, we didn't have a choice. We needed to eat. We needed a place to stay. Um, so we said we are not having children until Amy finishes college, right? Well, that doesn't happen. Um, I get pregnant. My you know we're pregnant my junior year of college, um, about six months after being married. Uh, so there's that, right? And so. When we talk about that, we're like, if we were go to go back and change things, like our oldest wouldn't have been born when she was born. And and of course, our journey would have been very different. So I would say, honestly, when, when I, if, having to answer that, um, I would leave my journey as is because I, in, in the decisions we made, I learned things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Um, we grew up very fast. Right. I'm 20 years old. I'm married and I'm, and I'm about to, I'm going to have a baby and I'm a full-time college student. And, uh, you know, wow. I had to learn so much. Um, there's, uh, the cutest picture. I've, I got to go dig it up at home. It's my senior year of college. Sophia is just, just walking. And it's a picture of her in our tiny living room that my husband and I, just tiny, tiny living room we had where I'm on a, a desktop, you know, those beige, huge desktops. Working on, I had homework. I'm working on homework, and she, I'm looking down at her, and she's holding onto the chair, and and that that was me as a college kid, right? Like do homework. If my husband was at work, I had to take care of the baby. Um, so we were juggling. It was a interesting juggle that that the life we were living, and so I learned so much. And yeah, I go fast. Um, I actually answered this question a few weeks ago for my junior who was like, what was it like being such a young mom? Would you change that? And I said, no, 
because you know what? I raised kids. I'm raising kids now, but I'm going to be in my fifties with grown kids. <laughs> I get to do fun things. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great way of putting a positive spin on it, finding the positive in it. Um, right. But no, it, it also, you know, I, I mean, I can see, I think I've had one other guest who was pregnant while going through college and had a newborn and um, like, it certainly, uh, you know, I, I don't know, can definitely strengthen you and, and certainly gives you a different kind of richness, right? You when you're young and, and going through that and, and also raising uh, children and having a family. Um, like it's still, it's still a, a rich experience, but it's, it's a, just a different kind of richness and fullness that you're experiencing. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I, now I think on this one um, moment or like a series of moments when I was a junior, very pregnant with Sophia at UTPA, um, was never strong at math. So I put off my math, my one required math class for a long time. And my advisor's like, take, do it now. So I take the math class, very pregnant. You know, I'm freaking out because I hadn't done math since high school. I was, wasn't was great at it in high school either. And I have, I said, Amy, use your resources. I was like, what am I going to do, right? Like, I'm, I can't fail this class. I'm pregnant. I have to pay, you know, support a child. Boom, ate that. Um, so I look around the room at what kids, when I say kids, I just mean like what freshmen, college freshmen are in the room answering all the questions. And I was like, do you guys study together? And they did. And I said, can I show up? And so there they were, these two little college freshmen with this married pregnant lady in their study group. Um, but I was like, I needed to do what I needed to do to graduate college, right? Like I, yeah. I needed to figure it out. Um, so yeah, it was a different experience. <laughs> so I'm glad they were really nice kids and let me join them. <laughs> were you always, you know, that that experience, that, that um, story that you just shared, were you always quick to use your resources like that or is that something that was more kind of like uh like in order for me to survive and to pass math i'm gonna have to ask for help i mean were you were you, was it was it typical of you to ask for help um yes and let me tell you the huge push um where i got that from that was mom um i remember my freshman year being away at college i didn't know what to do called her on the landline right mom they're telling me this and that about financial aid like i don't know what to do and she would tell me go to the financial aid office get in line tell them take your stuff with you tell them what's going on and get answered you know i'm like like are you sure like i don't know what's going on and she's like yes like go um so that was mom that was mom was like figure it out amy like go here go there ask um, and, and that's the only way you're going to learn. And so I started off, you know, a little timid and whatnot as a college freshman. But yeah, by the time I'm married, pregnant, I need to graduate. I did what I had to do. Uh, I just got resourceful and asked everyone. I asked my professor. He was down for giving extra credit for corrections. And what did Amy do? I corrected every single stuff they took. <laughs> because I wanted to get out of there. Hey, Amy, you, you, um, you know, and I, I ask periodically throughout the podcast, I'll ask guests for advice. And, you know, I, I've been working with first year students now. This is year 22 for me. And one of the biggest 
challenges is the majority are so reluctant to ask for help. What advice would you give? You're speaking to my class. What advice would you give these first year students who don't want to ask for help, but they also have no idea what they're doing and they're lost? What advice would you give them? Um, it's easier if they ask for help, but it's not always easy, right? Um, so really it's finding the person. Um, it happened to be my mom for me and, and that's just the way it worked. We had great communication. Um, but if it's not a parent, you know, who's the, who's, who's the person on campus that you trust and can point you in the right direction? Is it a professor? Is it your advisor? Um, whoever that person is, that's the starting point. If you're comfortable with this person, if you have a connection, that's who you're asking. Um, and, and let them point you in that direction and then go and, and just get, get the ball rolling. You know, that, that's, the, that's how I think of it. Uh, just start with person number one and then go from there. Um, and get the answer, right? So it's like if, if we don't ask for help, we're not going to get very far. And and that that's where I would point people. And and I do this with my own students when we talk about utilizing your resources in college. We talk about finding the person, and I tell them maybe it starts with your advisor because it's probably the first person you're going to connect with. Um, and 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 you're going to go from there. Um, so I would just encourage kids to make a connection. Make a connection with staff, faculty, someone else, you know, at their university. I love that. I like the find your person. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. Thank you. You um, so you find yourself pregnant, mm-hmm. trying to finish up college. And you're successful. You graduate. And was it immediately after completing? Did you we went and started teaching? Almost. Um, almost immediately. Uh, that last semester was, well, it was a tough one. So I was hoping to graduate in four years. Uh, but but the, the semester I delivered, um, I took a half, right? So I took um, half, part-time that one semester, which delayed me a semester. Um, I was tired. I was mom, mom, I guess mom, my person, mom, uh, I think I'm taking a semester off. Like, how do I deliver a baby and, and stay, you know, on track? You know, my daughter's born in September. That's like the beginning of the fall semester. I'm like, mom, I, I think I'm going to have to take it off. And mom's response in all her wisdom, no, you're not. That was my mom. No, you're not. You're not taking time off. You take time off to raise a baby, you're probably not going back. And that's not happening. That you're going to enroll for classes, you're going to talk to those professors, and you're going to get your time with your baby, and you're going to finish your semester. And that's exactly what I did. I enrolled part-time. I told my professors they clearly saw something was going to happen soon. Uh, and they worked with me, thank goodness. And I had my time with Sophia for a couple weeks, and then went right back to class. And um, so about a semester later, I graduated. Um, jumped right into subbing. So I got to experience the substitute teacher world for a whole semester. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um, and then started teaching the following school year. So I did get to step foot on campuses as a sub right away. Um, and I, yeah, I would say that was, that worked out well, you know, that, that does kind of open your eyes nice and wide yeah. for the world of classrooms and management and all of that. What were you teaching? Um, I started, um, I did eight years of English. 
So I taught freshman, ninth and 11th grade English for about eight years. Um, and then I shifted over to college readiness. So I taught with what's called the Avid elective um, for a couple of years after, and that's when I moved school districts. Um, and then slowly made my way into college counseling. Um, I was playing around with the idea of, of what am I getting a master's in? Because now I was determined to get a master's degree. So I was like, what am I going to do this in? And it was either counseling or library science, because you're talking about an English teacher, right? Um, yeah. And I, I landed on counseling, and then everything just worked from there. Uh, earned my master's, was transitioning to the, into the college counseling world. Um, and, and that's allowed me to be in this place where I'm at, which I really appreciate. I love the work I do. Where I get to work at a traditional public school, um, but in the world of college counseling as a certified counselor. Uh, so I'm very fortunate that, that I've been down the path and did all the things and landed somewhere where I'm very happy and I love what I do. When did you, because I, I know when we met, you you clearly are passionate about this work. You talked about, you know, being where you're at now and sort of because it there was sort of like this role opened up for you at this at this at your campus when did you know when did you know you know what i i really enjoy the college counseling aspect i really want to do this mm-hmm. um so being an avid teacher um at the campus i was at i was allowed to follow my kids for a following school year and um, so they had me for two years in a row um i was able to do uh, thank goodness, right? My principal was very gracious when I requested leadership. I said, I'm ready. I would love to go into counseling, but I need leadership experience. And he said, are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he said, great. You're leading your grade level and you're also the coordinator for Abbott for our campus. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that second year was just, it was busy. Um, kind of like getting my feet wet and how to manage adults, you know, at your campus, which was new to me. That was a new experience. Um, but through that um, and through leading campus goals, you know, and initiatives, I, like it really did just kind of lay the groundwork for that transition. So I was able to make the transition into the counseling world um, with, the, with some of that experience already. And so doing that work as a teacher I was like, yep, like sold. Like, I can I can do this. You know, like that pleasant surprise, like, okay, I can do this. I can manage kids. I've learned how to do that. And and then managing their or or at least like leading initiatives with other adults on campus. Like, yeah, like I, I got a little taste of that and I, I knew I wanted to. Like I, I wanted to help campuses in a different way. You've um you've been doing this for a few years now, the college yeah. counseling. Mm-hmm. What um, what would you say it's taught you? Hmm. So when I get asked the root, I get asked a lot by students, "Why are you in education?" Right? A lot of, unfortunately, so many seniors like they're kind of steering in other directions. Um, but I do get asked like the the big why. Why do this? Why college counseling this? It looks like a lot of work, you know, especially when they're seniors and see the, the, the other side, like what, what your counselors are doing. Um, I tell them the root comes from my own story. Um, first generation college student, you know, parents were young migrant farm workers. Um, so going to college was brand new. 
everything was on paper. Mom had to help, would help me figure out like, how do we fill these applications out? Where do we mail them to? Now what? Same with financial aid when it was all on paper back in the day. And so learning about or reflecting on all the things that mom and dad had to do to help me, whatever they could figure out. And then reflecting on, there are some things that I didn't get to experience. Um, my high school was huge. Um, my counselor, now I know, would never have had the time to sit with me and, you know, for hours and show me how to do all the things. And so I, I want to be able to be the person. Like, I, I, that's what I see for myself. I want to help the kiddo who, you know, at home, maybe there's not somebody knowledgeable on how to manage these things. And so I want to be that resource. Um, for my seniors, when they graduate and they leave our building, like I, I don't want them to ever reflect back on their experiences and think that there are resources they didn't get to explore. Um, that, that they only applied to one school because it's all they knew. Like that's not, that's not how I want to manage things for my students. And, and so the root for me comes from my own experience, my own lived experience. And if it were different, if there was a me at my school, maybe how different my journey could have gone, possibly. Um, and so I never want a student to reflect on this experience for them and think they missed out on anything. You know, so that's definitely the root. Like that's what pushes me every day. If I'm exhausted, I think about the students and what they still need and, and what haven't I worked on yet and what do I need to remind them about? And I joke with them like Mrs. Nunez will eventually, when I talk to them as juniors, you love me now, but when you're a senior, I'm going to be a pain in the ass and you might hate me for a little bit. Um, but I want you to think back on your experience like, you know what? Yeah, like she gave me all the information. She made me do all the things. And so I would say like it's just deeply rooted in what maybe Amy in high school could have had. You know, we didn't talk in any detail about that. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're as a high school student for you, as a high school senior, you know, you want to go to college, you know, you want to go into education. Mm -hmm. um, but who was guiding you? The universe <laughs> and mom. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, there was not an adult at school that I knew to go to. Um, my counselor was long. You know, we we're talking about a huge graduating class. Um, so, I kind of had that in the back of my head, like I can't bother her, you know, I shouldn't be bothering her. And then that was said to my, my counselor never said that to me. That was, those were stories I was telling myself. Mm -hmm. um, I was not in the top 10%. I missed that, that bracket. So I was not invited to the, you know, recruiter visit where they wanted to meet their auto admin, you know, kiddos. Like I wasn't invited to those things. I didn't even know they were happening. Um, if I visited the college center, it was because my mom, or it was, I forgot it was called at my campus. It was because mom was like, go find out what scholarships are there. So there I went, you know, like, then, okay, but what's, what's available? Um, so that experience was, when I think back on it, which is very naive, very uninformed. Um, it worked out that I ended up at a college. Like, it, it worked out. <laughs> Thankfully, things lined up. And I ended up at a college. Um, it was difficult paying for college. You know, I had a couple of scholarships. We still owed my parents. Oh, God, I don't even know. On it. I'm just so grateful to them that 
they managed. They somehow managed to pay my tuition. That those gaps I had in my in my award um, letter for two years. You know, I, I can't imagine like the sacrifices they made for those two years, so that I could go do the things and, and be a college kid. And you know, I remember my husband at the time, who was my boyfriend, my husband now, who was my boyfriend at the time, sending me phone cards, those little cards where we can. <laughs> So we could I, rem- talk. I remember that. <laughs> and I would, I would tell him, I, we would write each other and I would tell him like, I don't have money, but I don't have any money. We're writing letters or, or help me out. And he would send me phone calls. <laughs> and so we could talk on the landline. Um, so it was not easy. I still had a lot of fun those first two years and, and have friendships still from, from those times. Um, but I live that real story, you know, that, Eating ramen and crackers, and <laughs> sharing sharing cold pizza with my roommate. Like the, those were real times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I I love that. Right, the work that you do is for all of one, all of your students, but all of the Amy's out there that didn't have anybody and and are trying to find their way. I love that. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, I had somebody and, but I also, I recognize there were a lot, the majority of the students, the majority of my classmates didn't. And so uh, to see, like for me, I could see the difference. I could see that I'm getting all of the attention. I've got somebody working with me and friends that, what does this letter mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was on the football team and I had friends that got letters from universities but nobody to tell them like, Hey, this is what you need to do. And, and, and maybe they're going to make you an offer, right? Nobody was there. Nobody was helping them. So I, I get it. I, and so I appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Thank you for your students, for the work, for that work. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll ask my guests, you know, what's next for you? I mean, you're doing, you're doing important work. You're doing powerful work, right? And it's incredibly fulfilling work. Yeah. Do you do you see yourself doing anything anything else? Is there another challenge out there for you that maybe you like you see on the horizon? Like mm, I think I'd love to do that. So this is a popular di- okay a popular discussion that's very one sided. It's very mean. Uh, when when I bring this up with my husband, um, he tells me like you don't get tired because I constantly say I want to go back to school. You know, and he's like, wow, you don't get tired, like. It's like, you don't get tired of doing those, like, of learning or, you know, um, I have brought up the idea of, of pursuing a doctorate many times. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, uh, it, that was the same story with a master's degree. Eventually, it was just there. I just did it, right? Um, so that's, I've brought that up in our discussion several times. Um, and he just, you know, we just kind of laugh a little because he's like, man, like, you don't get exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I just, you know, I, not, it's similar in like my college journey where it's not just because I want it. I, it just feels like that's what's next. That's what's in line for me. Um, so what's next for me is, is it's still like out there. So kind of putting it together, weaving it together as, as things line up and things happen. Um, I was very motivated by my experiences in the summer with my, my student who, who's a Basel scholar right now. And, and I got to taste a little bit of that world. Like, what is it like to mingle with these world thinkers? And, you know, 
people who do publish to make the world a better place and they live on they do research and um they're giving these talks where you're just like where did that thought come from like mm-hmm. how do you even think these things um and that was just so motivating and i came back home like i'm getting a doctorate <laughs> my husband's like whoa like let's talk about this um so yeah it's, it's very that's a thought that has never left um or something that i know that i want that at you know, it's going to happen. The timing, I don't know. Um, but what's next for me is, is to continue learning. Um, I'm always up for a challenge. Uh, so that I know that will be challenging for sure. Um, and what I do with it, I think that's where I can even imagine where I'm going to end up. Um, I hope to stay in this line of work where I'm still working with, you know, college access. Um building resources for kids, you know, for their families. Um, I know that, that that's what I love. That's where I want to be at. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know when. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you, you never know. But it sounds like it, it certainly sounds like something that, uh, yeah, that I could see you doing. Absolutely. Uh, and you're right. You know, once you once you have that, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows where that'll take you or who knows how you'll use it. Although I, I'm sure you'll find out very quickly how you want to use that. Um, but it also sounds like, you know, doing and building and helping others is something that you'll do regardless. So with or without that doctorate, like you're going to continue to help students and their families. And, and, uh, and I'm so glad that you are doing that work for them. Um, yeah. Amy, as we as we transition out, because I do want to be respectful of your time, you know, any any final piece of advice? Here we go. Final piece of advice for high school seniors out there, because we know there are a whole bunch mm-hmm. that have gotten their applications in. Right. The um, the high achievers, the go getters advice for the seniors that haven't decided what's next. Oh, my goodness. The seniors who don't know what's coming, right? Like uh, life is coming and I just don't know what to do with it. Um, yeah. So I have, oh, there's Mrs. Nunez's rule at my campus. Um, I service two populations and, and I'm a population that's very driven, academic, you know, strong, academically driven. They all apply to college. And then I have my other population that's kind of in, in that area where some know they want to go to college, some still are figuring it out and and learning and so Ms. Nunez's role is that we all apply to one school um, because and we have those conversations um, because if your decision is you know after graduation like wait I, I think I do want to study like I, I I feel like like that's the direction I should be heading in um, things are done you know there's no little Amy who's like well I don't know what to do that no like you graduate from my campus, you've applied to college and, and we've done all the little things that need to be done and to make sure you're ready for that path. Um, but we also talk about other life choices or decisions or whatnot. So um, for those seniors that are still wondering, um, I always say to connect and communicate um, and advocate. Advocate is, oh man, like I use that word so much around here. Advocate for yourself. Even asking questions is advocating. So go to that person. Is it a teacher at your school? 
Is it the high school counselor? Is it the college, you know, specialist sitting in the GLOBE Center or whatever your school calls it? But like advocate, that's, that's what I have to press here. Talk it out, talk about your options, talk about your strengths and, and your passions and the things you like to do. And because these adults have lived some life already and they have some insight into like, what are some possible ways or directions you can go in? Um, versus kind of stumbling along on your own after high school. Um, so, if, and if that's with me at my campus, like, of course, I love having those conversations. Um, we talk about all the different things, you know, what's possible. Um, being who I am, I always, always plug education in there. It's just natural to me. Um, but if a student tells me they're ready for the work, workforce and they have this plan laid out, like laid out and whatnot, then we talk about what that could look like as well. Um, but course I always say but you know college is still always going to be there so you have adults that go back to school all the time and so my big that the word I will emphasize is to self-advocate and communicate talk it out with somebody at school mm. yeah, that's great advice that's great advice I hope I hope they have somebody like you I hope they have an Amy Nunez to, to, to talk to because um, we know we know how important it is Right to have those conversations, but we also know not every young person has that has access to somebody like you. But thank you, thank you for that advice, um, Amy. Thank you, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom and, and your experiences with us. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm a fan of the work you do. I bug you all the time with create like random <laughs> questions, and so I appreciate your time and that you would think the story is interesting enough uh, nope. for your absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely um yes and i know i know you and i are going to have more conversations and do some more work together so i'm looking forward to that um but but thank you again for your time okay um this concludes another episode of the way to college podcast thank you for joining us thank you for listening uh, please make sure you share rate the podcast share the podcast with one person we all know there's somebody out there that that is maybe in that space where they're lost and they don't know what's next. Please share it with them and uh, and then we'll see you again soon. Thank you and bye bye.